Good morning and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotion. My name is Nandi Fleming and I will be your host for this morning's worship. Before we start, let us just close our eyes for a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we pray for wisdom. We pray for true godly understanding. And Lord, we pray for healing for our minds, for our bodies, for our souls, Lord, for for our whole being. Lord, upon this earth, there are so many things that are attacking us from the inside and from without. And Lord, we will not be able to survive if it isn't for you, if it isn't for your healing hand, if it isn't for your guidance, if it isn't for your word, Lord, bringing us hope and bringing us, you know, um, purpose in life, Lord, then this world will swallow us up and will overwhelm us. And Lord, if there is anybody that is feeling overwhelmed today, Lord, by the many troubles that might be, you know, pestering their lives, Lord, may you enter in. And may you guide them to find the help that they need. May you help them to learn what needs to be learned and change what needs to be changed if there is even anything. And Lord, may you be our guide and our healer and everything, Lord, because we need you and the things of this world are just too much. Bless us now as my prayer in your name. Amen. I'd like to read for you a verse out of the book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 22 to 30. It says... Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in my heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The title for my talk this morning is Unimportant Thoughts That Dominate. I wonder if... um. You've ever thought to yourself, you know, I've prayed to the Lord and I've asked him to help me. I've asked him to heal me, but he hasn't been able to heal me thus far. And a lot of times we misunderstand healing when it comes from God. And and one of our talks, we're going to talk a little bit about how God heals and, and, and what exactly we can expect from him when we pray for healing. But I think of Psalms chapter 6 verse 2 that says, this is a Psalm of David where he says, Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. And if you read the Psalms, you will notice that um, David must have experienced quite a bit of anxiety. And whenever he, you know, went through a time of despair, he would go to the Lord. And I believe that in all types of mental illnesses, we can still bring it to the Lord. Now, today we're going to talk about one of these anxiety, abnormal anxiety types, um, type of um, anxiety disorder or illness called um, OCD, which is short for um, obsessive compulsive disorder. Now, I just want to make a disclaimer before we begin. These talks are not meant to give anybody a type of self-diagnosis tool. Um, There are many things that I'm not mentioning in my talks regarding OCD or regarding the mental illnesses that I'm covering. Um, There might be some things which, um, in my own understanding, I might not be portraying in a way that is the best. So I just want to tell you that be careful of using these talks as a way to self-diagnose. And also be careful of using these talks and the information that I share to diagnose someone else. The only way that somebody can be diagnosed is through um, professional help and a specialist sitting down and determining which area of 
mental illness you fall under, if you even do fall under mental illness. Some people are experiencing normal anxiety and are self-diagnosing with mental illness and abnormal anxiety when it's just normal anxiety. Um, Please be aware that many mental illnesses, many types of abnormal anxiety have exactly the same symptoms. And and therefore, it is very difficult to self-diagnose and you might misdiagnose. And the problem with misdiagnosis is, is then you're going to go and try and do things to to help yourself within that specific range of mental illness and you're actually going to cause more harm than good because you you have misdiagnosed. So for example, the the mental illness or um, abnormal anxiety that we're going to be talking about today called OCD, um, its symptoms are the same as disorders such as ADHD, autism and Tourette's syndrome and they can also look as if they are obsessive compulsive disorders. There are other things like depression which sometimes manifest obsessive compulsive disorder. So under depression you can become um, obsessive compulsive but actually the problem you're sitting with is depression. Um, Something like for example even schizophrenia can have OCD but um, this doesn't mean that now you have to focus on the OCD, the obsessive compulsive disorder. So please be careful. If any diagnosis should be made, it should be made by a professional. If you suspect after this talk that perhaps you might have OCD, please do consult a psychologist or a psychiatrist and they will be able to help you to determine exactly what type of um, um, abnormal anxiety you may be struggling with. So let's talk a little bit about OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. What exactly is it? So the very important note that you have to understand is that there are internal as well as external elements of OCD. Um, This is, there is things that regard your thoughts and things that regard your behavior. So OCD affects your thoughts as well as your behavior. And the anxiety comes from the thinking and the behavior is usually a coping mechanism that they use in order to try and cope with the anxiety that comes from their thoughts. So the OCD is an anxiety disorder that is characterized by uncontrolled Recurrent, in other words, over and over again, unwanted, strange or unnecessary thoughts. And we call this an obsession. That's why the word OCD, obsessive. We struggle with obsessive thoughts. Um, And they can't seem to stop these random, strange, unwanted, unnecessary thoughts. And then, of course, also it is characterized by repetitive behaviors, in other words, compulsive behaviors. Compulsion means to to have that urge that you have to do it. Um, So in other words, repetitive behaviors might take place in somebody with OCD, like washing their hands obsessively and compulsively over and over again, counting over and over again, checking over and over again, cleaning all the time. Um, Now... Compulsive behavior is usually um, performed with the hope that they're going to be able to stop or control or numb the obsessive thoughts that they have. And performing these so-called rituals, however, only gives a little bit of a relief. It doesn't really solve the problem of the obsessive thoughts. And if a person with OCD doesn't perform these types of compulsive behaviors, these over and over repetitive type of behaviors, their anxiety does increase significantly. Now, not everybody with 
OCD has clear compulsion as well as obsession. In other words, if you are sitting in a home where you say, I think this person is OCD, or you say, you know what, I don't have any clear obsessive thoughts or any clear compulsive behavior, um, it might be that you may not be able to see any repetitive behavior because um, they're actually performing their (laughs) repetitive behavior as mental acts. So it might be mental acts, not so much physical acts that is um, compulsion. So compulsive behavior may be happening internally by checking and rechecking without standing up and actually doing a visible repetitive task. So it's important to note that people with OCD may know that they are struggling with OCD. Some of us might say, oh, they don't know. If only we can show them that they have OCD, then they'll be able to snap out of it. But you see, the problem is is that even though they know it, they might not feel able to resist or to break free from the behavior as well as the thought patterns that are within their brains. Um, And my recommendation is at this stage is that whatever anxious thoughts you may be struggling with, whether it is generalized anxiety disorder, whether it is OCD, or whether it is just normal anxiety, that you can pray about these anxious thoughts because this is really where it starts. It starts within the mind, within the thinking patterns. And we can bring those anxious thoughts to the Lord, even the ones that seem to be um, unwanted, strange, um, or unnecessary. You know, we sometimes think that we can only bring the, the big things to the Lord, but even even the small irritating things, because OCD can become very irritating to somebody who has OCD, but they can't seem to break free from it. And my recommendation is bring those anxious thoughts to the Lord, like First Peter 5 verse 7. It says, casting all your anxiety on him. Did you hear that? All your anxiety, even the repetitive, um, recurring, um, or random, strange, and even embarrassing thoughts that you might have. Bring it to the Lord because He does care for you. Um, I think spiritually speaking, somebody who has OCD might feel because the thoughts are so repetitive that it becomes um, it becomes a burden to bring it to the Lord. It becomes a burden to tell the Lord about what they're struggling with. But I pray and, and hope that you will be able to come to the Lord and say, Lord, these recurring thoughts are are bothering me please could you help me and family and friends might advise somebody who is OCD um, to just stop and expect them that it would just be easy to control their thoughts and behavior but you see they're really trapped within a cycle because their obsessive thoughts um, cause anxiety and then they have you know these compulsive behaviors because it brings temporary relief but then they start feeling anxious again because it's only temporary relief and then they start obsessing over their thoughts again which causes anxiety so they really are trapped within a cycle. And Jeremiah 17 verse 14, he he prayed to the Lord and he said, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for you are my prayers. And maybe you have been like Jeremiah where you've prayed to the Lord for a miracle where you say, Lord, please just set me free from this. I've tried to do it myself. I've tried to break free of the cycle of OCD, but I haven't been able to. Lord, please, would you heal me? Because if you heal me, then I know I will be healed. If you save me from this, I know I will be saved. But we need to understand that there is a difference between um, people with OCD and people without OCD. Um, everybody, every single one of us does experience intrusive, random, strange thoughts that come up into our minds. And most people are able to dismiss them and, and move on to the more important things of life. But with OCD, really what characterizes OCD is, is that the thoughts get stuck in their brain, kind of like a junk mail inbox. So if you think about when you receive an email, um, when you receive an email, um, your your email um, 
usually categorizes your email. Your email will, will sort of look at the, the 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 types of of messages that are coming in, and they'll 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 have the main mailbox, and then they'll have what they call a junk mailbox. And your email usually filters through this automatically for you. From time to time, one or two, you know unimportant junk mail um, comes through into your main inbox, but then it's easy for you to just delete it and say it's not important. And this is what a normal person without OCD does. It knows that, you know, when junk comes in, it automatically filters into a junk box and you move on. You don't think about it anymore. You move on with life and you go back to the more important thoughts and more important things of life. But with somebody with OCD, um, their junk mail box is not working. Everything that is within the junk mail box filters into the main mailbox. And, and, and then they start to focus on that which is the small junk mail instead of focusing on the main mail um, that 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 they need to filter through. And this is a problem because they take so much time filtering through the junk mail that they don't have the time to spend on the main important mails that have been coming through into life. So this is really what happens within the brain of an OCD person. They spend so much time taking small of the small little things, you know, um, but they don't get to spend time on the important things because they first have to take care of the unimportant things. So it's normal for a person to, on occasion, to go back and to double check something. Something like, for example, um, if you have a thought of, oh no, maybe I've left the iron on, um, I need to go and check if it's off because now now the house burns down. That's a normal thought to have. And then you go and you check the, the iron and you unplug it and your worry goes away. You might worry from time to time that, you know, maybe I might be contaminated contaminated by germs, you know, so I need to wash my hands or I need to, you know, make sure that my clothes are washed properly with maybe some chick Um, or even to have the occasional unpleasant thought of violence. And what I mean with it's normal is I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's not wrong, but I'm saying sometimes these thoughts do pop into our head. But for those who are not struggling with OCD, it's easy to filter through these thoughts and to deal with them, to go switch off the iron, um, to wash your hands. Um, or to deal with the thought of violence. Um, now, with a person with OCD um, who has the obsessive thinking about these things um, and then compulsive behavior to try and you know take away the distress of the thought, it takes up a lot of time to sort through these things. Um, it can take many hours during the day and it interferes with their daily life and relationships. Um, for example, what they might do is, is if they worry about the iron, they might go and check that the iron is switched off then they might go back and they might say but you know yes I switched it off at the wall but maybe I need to rather just unplug it because maybe by some weird coincidence um, it might switch on again or you know I just need to be extra safe because I'm really worried about my friends and my family and now now something bad happens and what if my house burns down so their thoughts really run away with them and they'll go and check and they'll plug it out and then they might think but what if somebody else plugged it back in and then they'll go check again just to make sure that nobody else plugged plugged it back in. Now, they know that a lot of these thoughts are not rational, but they just can't seem to help themselves because their thoughts are not regulated. Their their junk mail is just um, um, coming in and just overwhelming them. And then they go and check and recheck and double check just to make sure 
um, that that there's no harm that's going to come to anybody. So examples of this might be um, when their spam filter is not working well and they can't ignore the junk mail. Um, Their OCD is like having the spam filter that stopped working. The junk mail just keeps coming in and won't stop. And the problem is that soon the amount of junk mail exceeds the important mail. And you may have to check the stove 20 times a day. This is usually what happens within people with OCD to make sure that it's really turned off because you're terrified that the house might burn down and your your family might die. Or you might wash your hands repetitively until they're scrubbed raw because you are scared of germs. Um, Now, while people with OCD do not derive a sense of pleasure from performing these repetitive tasks, um, it it gives them a sense of relief. As I said, it's a coping mechanism. Um, And their anxiety is really generated by their obsessive thoughts. So the anxiety does not necessarily come from the actions, but it comes from the thoughts. And the actions are simply how to cope with the anxiety. Now, um, it's important to understand that for some, the compulsion, in other words, the behavior is a way to deal with the obsession the thoughts. But there are those who um, they have a compulsion, meaning a behavior that is causing or aggravating the obsessive thoughts. So it's really difficult to say that everybody starts with an obs- with a compulsive thought and then goes over into obsessive behavior. Some people start with an obsessive behavior and it goes over into an um, obsessive thought. So it's really hard to say which one is definitely going to come third f- first for who. And there really are eight different kinds. There are many sub-kinds, but eight different kinds of OCD. Um, there are those who struggle with the thoughts, the obsessive thoughts. Remember, it has to be obsessive of a fear of contamination. In other words, somebody's going to get ill or get a disease or something like that. Um, and then what they usually do, the compulsion, is to clean and wash ritualistically. In other words, over and over and over again. Then you have those who have pathological doubt. In other words, they keep worrying um, that they're going to, that somebody's going to, something's going to happen. And therefore, you know, their specific worry that they're having or their specific doubt that they're having, they might repetitively check something and check and check again in order to, to, to get rid of the doubt that they have in their minds. And then they might have intrusive thoughts, specific thoughts thoughts um, that bother them and then they might repetitively undo their thoughts so they might repetitively think about how I shouldn't think this how I I should you know and 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 then it just becomes you know exhaustive for them within their minds and then the fear of causing harm they're so scared that they're going to do something that's going to cause harm um, either by neglect or leaving something out or forgetting something or saying the wrong thing and then they might repetitively check and recheck and 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 even you know check their own thoughts, check how they've said it. And then, of course, there's the, the another one, which is called the need for symmetry and exactness. Um, ordering and rearranging things is the, the behavior that goes together with that. So they kind of like have a perfectionistic view of how life should be lived. And, and they'll, they'll be the ones that, you know, will straighten the carpet and, and, and they'll fix the, the, the mirror that's hanging skew. And then we also have something called religious obsession, where unfortunately, some people might become a little bit um, obsessed with with being um, morally correct and not morally causing any harm. And then they might obsess and and, and do compulsive ritualistic behaviors like um, excessive praying. Um, They might go over into, um, you know, overdoing spiritual things. Now, you might say to me, Nandi, is there such a thing as overdoing spiritual things? And yes, there really is, Um, especially when you're simply doing it because of fear, because of anxiety. You see, the things that we're doing shouldn't be 
there because I need to pray, otherwise I'm going to go to hell. I need to, I need to, you know, um, take communion because if I don't, then 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 something bad is going to happen. And 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 if fear is the driving force of why you do spiritual things, then we need to be careful of of getting trapped within this type of obsessive thinking and then compulsive um, spiritual type of behaviors and religious type of behaviors. Now. Um, superstitions can also become an obsession so some people might become obsessed with with their superstitious thoughts and then they might do superstitious rituals for example repeated a certain activity over and over again for example they'll be like oh, i'm gonna have bad luck because i spilled the salt and then they keep throwing salt over their shoulders and then the last one is um people who have an obsessive thought of hoarding and this is usually because they have a thought of i'm going to need this later um this is something which i will have to use later in my life you know and then they start doing unhealthy collecting they collect things and they don't throw away things which is unnecessary um, they'll have hordes of tupperware hordes of different kinds of things within their house and it really just overwhelms their type of thinking so the obsessive thought is um, I'm going to need this later, a fear of contamination, pathological doubt, intrusive thoughts, causing harm, symmetry and exactness, religious obsession and superstitious obsession. And then the, the, the compulsive behavior will be um, excessive cleaning, repeating, checking, um, um, repeating your thoughts over and over again, ordering and rearranging and repetitive rituals and, and those type of things. So perhaps you're thinking today that I'm tired of OCD. If you think you might have OCD and I'm tired of it telling me what to do and how to live my life because that's really what the obsessive thoughts do the obsessive thoughts push you into obsessive behavior type of compulsive behavior and then you can't really live your life on the important things that are important so you get so busy with the small things um, that you cannot concentrate on the things which are truly important and I'd like to share a verse with you which might give you hope. Luke chapter 5 verse 31 to 32 it says, And Jesus answered them and said, It's not those who are well that are in need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinner to repentance. Now, I, I'm not here to say that if you have OCD, you are a sinner. Please don't see it as this. But Jesus is making a very important statement where he's saying, you know, you guys are, are so worried about those who are well, but but can we for a time being concentrate on those who are not well, those who are in need of a physician? And today Jesus is sympathizing with you through this verse, saying that if you are in need in, in, of, of, of physical healing as well as emotional and mental healing that you are in need of a physician that there is help for you to be sought that you mustn't feel guilty because Jesus himself came to heal those who are sick and and he can heal you of your physical ailments but he has also given us professionals people who deal with health and mental health that we can go to when we are in need of help and and they will really help you to work through not only the the emotional parts of OCD but they'll 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 help you to work through the physiological parts of OCD. And just to spend a little bit of time on exactly what the physiology of OCD is and how it affects the brain neurologically, there are certain areas within the brain that function differently for people who have OCD as compared with those who do not have OCD. For example, OCD involves the dysregulation of neurotransmitters. Now, what this basically means, if you remember a few days back, we spoke about the neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are the, the type of fluids that send messages throughout the brain to either say go or to either say break. 
Now, these neurotransmitters are things like serotonin, glutamate, dopamine, and GABA. And if you remember last time we said GABA are the breaks within the brain, um, serotonin and dopamine are those things which um, help you to feel good and to feel better. And, and sometimes there's an ill regulation between these two. In other words, there's not enough of the, the, the fluids that make you feel good and to know how much you should go and how much you should you know, be experiencing the good ni- things in life, when to slow down, when to, to ease up. And then there's also not enough GABA. So basically, it's really an imbalance that is responsible for OCD, an imbalance of these these type of neurotransmitters. And sometimes some of them are not working well. Sometimes the the, 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 the gateway is closed. Um, and an imbalance is really t- um, indicating that the brake um, is not working well. In other words, you, you should stop with the, the, the obsessive thoughts where a normal person is able to say, hey, slow the brakes. This, this, this is not supposed to happen. Um, a person with OCD is not able to slam in the brakes. And this could be for various reasons. This could be because maybe their pathways are not formed um, nicely and then they need a little bit of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, which we spoke of the other day. Um, or it could be that maybe through lifestyle, you know, some of these these um, neurotransmitters are not f- forming properly. In other words, there's not enough serotonin, dopamine or GABA. And, and there are things that one can do to, to help this. Now, I'll talk tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about healthy regulation and the production of neurotransmitters and and how we can naturally really look at getting our neurotransmitters firing right, how we can strengthen these pathways within our brain to work the way that they're supposed to work, um, to know when these these messages should say stop, go, and, and, and so that we can really learn to think logically and when to think emotionally because it's not wrong to think emotionally but it is a time and a place for everything. So specifically with OCD there are certain remedies and certain type of treatments that one can go for. So um, one of these are CBT, which will be given to you by a professional, a psychologist, a specialized professional that specializes in OCD. Um, And really what they're going to do is they're going to do exposure response prevention CBT. Now what that means is that they're going to take you through a process where they deal with your specific obsession and they're going to expose you to obsession and they're going to teach you how to deal with that obsession so that it doesn't um, overwhelm your life and so that you can go back to the normality of life which you are able to go. So if you think you um, have OCD, go and see a specialist and get them to diagnose you and ask them to help you with exposure, response, prevention, CBT. Then there's also medical help and intervention. And usually what the medical help and intervention does is it just for a time being helps you while you're busy getting your lifestyle in order, while you're busy doing CBT. It helps you to sort of um, help with the regulation of the different neurotransmitters. So some antidepressants will help with serotonin reuptake um, and they're going to help that serotonin is more readily available within the brain as well as dopamine. Um, There are certain therapies which can help you with the, 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 the GABA being reproduced and working the way that it should. And all of this will be explained to you by a professional when you get to, um, to them. Now, a specialized therapist in OCD is really what is needed for therapy within OCD. You can go to a normal psychologist and psychiatrist, but I, I recommend that the best would be is if you go to a specialist because they will know exactly how to deal with OCD. Um, 
Now, another thing that is important that we'll also look at a little bit tomorrow is lifestyle. You see, a lot of the lifestyle things that we have been neglecting or that we have been doing incorrectly is really causing some of these um, neurotransmitters not working as they should. It's not helping us within our pathways, within our brains. And, and we can really help the production of neurotransmitters through lifestyle, through things like, especially with OCD, things like eating the correct food, getting the correct amount of sleep at the right amount of time, um, doing exercise, um, being exposed to sunlight, getting a massage and avoiding certain types of things like alcohol, nicotine and drugs is really going to help to rewire the brain so that it works and functions in the way that it should. Now, please be aware that I'm not saying that those people of OCD have been doing all of these things. There are many numerous reasons why we could have OCD. As with the previous mental illnesses, it could be due to genetics. It could be due to trauma to the head. You know, maybe um, you've experienced a car accident where your head, your brain has literally experienced damage. So please don't use this once again to, to say, ah, you know, it's because you don't sleep well. It's because you, you didn't eat well because you're always eating junk. Please be careful of diagnosing your family members and causing a more heavy burden on them by by punishing them and saying that they brought these things upon themselves. It is not for us to say how it's happened in somebody's life. There are many different reasons why it could have happened. But the Lord says to us, and this is for me the message of hope today, come unto me all you are weary. Are you feeling weary because your mind doesn't have rest? Um, is it a burden that is too heavy to bear for you? The Lord says, take my yoke upon you. You see, when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, the yoke in the biblical days was an instrument of service. Cattle used to be yoked for labor. In other words, that thing that used to go over the cows when they used to plow the land, that was a yoke. And the yoke is essential so that they might labor effectively. And in this illustration, Christ is teaching that we are called to service. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, we focus so much on our own problems that we forget to serve the Lord. And, and I believe that part of the healing, not the only healing, but part of the healing of, of many mental illnesses is that we focus on that which is important. We focus on, on the Lord's service that we have to give him to say, Lord, yes, I have my own problems, but let me go and serve you. Let me go and do something for others. Let me go and work for others so that my mind can be distracted to the things which are more important as opposed to what my mind is always constantly busy with. And the Lord is saying, um, when you take his yoke, he says his yoke is easy and you will find rest. Um, it is not just normal anxieties that we can take to the Lord. We may say, you know, Lord, here is my abnormal anxiety. You know, the biological part of my problem, the neurological elements of it, my excessive worry, my thoughts, my behavior, and take it to the Lord and, and ask him to direct you and to help you in normal life to go where you can find help. You see, the Lord can help us within our physical illness. He can help us in our mental illness. And He can, if he can help the demon possessed and the woman flowing with blood and those who are just worried normally and stressed normally in life, um, he can sometimes come to you and he can help you within your abnormal anxiety. And what I mean with sometimes come to you is, is sometimes the Lord can perform a miracle for you. But sometimes he says, my child, a miracle is not what I'm going to give you, but I'm going to teach you how to work through these things and heal you by the help of others that can assist you. My prayer for you today is the prayer of John 1 verse 2 that says, my dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting well as well. May God bless you today as you learn more about mental illness.
the Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at eight AM. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. And now May your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.